0: and this is week two of 30 Days to empower itself. So I hope you've enjoyed the first week of the 30-day challenge. And it's been absolutely wonderful how much interaction there's been on the blog and how many people are involved and people in the NART Facebook group are involved with this. And hopefully by now you are keeping up and you've written your affirmations and you're repeating them daily. You should have finished your declaration to self by now and placed it somewhere that you can review it often. Now, I know that this is quite a bit of work, but I promise you it is so worth it. If you follow this series diligently, it is going to set you up into the habit of prioritizing your personal growth and your healing throughout your life because it is so important to put yourself first at an inner level because then your outer life is just going to go so much better. So before I get into this week's exercises, I'd like to announce what the prizes are going to be for participating in the 30 Days to Empowered Self Challenge. Since the Corner Freedom Healing Modules were released in the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program in 2011, thousands of people have grown and benefited from this healing system, from Quantum Freedom's ability to heal and realign their emotions, energy, and belief systems, which, as we know, have suffered really traumatically during narcissistic abuse. I receive countless emails every day telling me how much of a miracle Quantum Freedom healing has been for people and how people can't believe how they've been able to literally life transform themselves, not just from narcissistic abuse, but in every underlying painful area in their life since they've been using this system. The truth is, I know corner freedom allows miracles to occur because I use it on myself daily. And if it wasn't for quantum freedom healing, seriously, I don't know where I would be. I don't think I'd be vertical and I don't think I'd be alive. I really don't. Since I returned from Bali, I've been working on creating a brand new set of quantum freedom healing modules for people who have overcome the pain of narcissistic abuse, for the people who are ready to move forward and create an even more empowered sense of freedom and personal growth. So these new quantum freedom healing modules that I'm that I've been creating and that I am creating, they are able to align your energy and belief systems with self-love, self-worth, self-confidence, deservedness, independency and interdependency, which is about sharing healthy, loving energy with healthy, loving people. And the assertiveness to set and hold self boundaries, which as we know has been a really big issue for people that have been narcissistically abused. These corner freedom healings will provide you with the next level of your healing and your self-empowerment and your personal journey. I'm putting these 10 new modules together with the existing Empowered Self journaling e-course and it's going to be released at the end of the 30 days to empower self. And this new system is going to be called the Quanta Freedom Empowered Self Course. I'm going to be giving five of these brand new courses away in a drawer at the end of the 30 days. So to go into the drawer for one of these brand new Quanta Freedom Empowered Self Courses, all you need to do is keep posting your progress questions at the end of each lesson in the comments below the article And you must answer each question in each of the four lessons to be eligible to be able to do that. Okay, so now I'm going to move into talking about week two of the 30 Days to Empowered Self. And this is really exciting. You know I get excited about all of this. And this week is really, really fundamental because this show is about shifting from codependency to independency. So within this show, exercise one, you're gonna be identifying in what areas of your life you are playing out codependency. Exercise two, you will understand how to start releasing your codependent behaviors. And you're going to understand how to tap into your fears regarding your codependency patterns. So this gets to the core issue And when addressed, allows you to begin releasing codependency for good. I'm going to grant you seven independency mantras that you can apply to your life to shift from codependency to independency. And exercise three is about the rewriting the script exercise, which is consciously formulating a plan for your new and more empowered way of living. Now, all of this is going to be released in an article today, the same as week one, and I'm going to take you through it in this show as well. So first of all, we're going to have a look at why you need to shift from codependency to independency. The human condition has been very responsible for this, for our codependency, because it has programmed us to believe that our power and our worth had to be provided by the levels of love, approval and success we receive from outside of ourselves. The problem with these beliefs is that we are engaging with life from a position of pain and fear, which is inner emptiness, rather than expressing fullness, confidence and healthy beliefs. Now what this does to us is rather than be in the moment, in our personal power, we're carrying the scars of the past that are unresolved And we have fear of the future. Inherently on the inside we feel powerless, unworthy because we have not yet achieved what we want to achieve. As a result of not yet establishing a solid sense of self, we need things to have certain outcomes in our life in order to feel okay about ourselves. And if they don't, we default back to feeling unlovable and unworthy. When we render other people responsible for our well-being, we hand our power over. We believe we can only feel valued and loved if these people are granting us the right amount of approval and love. The amount which makes up for the approval and love, we are not granting ourselves. The bigger our internal emptiness, the more neediness we will carry, the higher our expectations are of being filled by others, and the more energy we require from others in order to feel whole. Our entire emotional state can become precariously poised on how another person is or isn't behaving towards us. Rather than have high expectations and demands, you may instead accept the blame, have very poor boundaries, and do whatever it takes to try and gain this person's approval and keep them in your life. If you're being abused, you may find it almost impossible to let go and honor and approve of yourself. The motto of the codependent is, you are responsible for my well-being because I don't know how to take care of my own. What this means is your life is reliant upon what others are or aren't doing. Now, I'm not just talking about the practical aspects of life. So for example, your ability to earn an income and put a roof over your head and food on the table, that may be part of your codependency, but often it isn't. As we know, many of us, male, female, are very, very capable of providing for ourselves. But what we're not capable of providing for ourselves is our own emotional fullness. So really, that's what I'm focusing on as the first point here. So your emotional fullness may be reliant upon what others are or aren't doing. That means you're going to be prone to enmeshment with people and unhealthy emotional dependencies. Rather than be able to take responsibility and manage and heal your own painful feelings, you make somebody else responsible for them if they don't take responsibility for your inner emptiness and pain, which somebody on the outside can actually never do, you're going to feel victimized, resentful, and even more powerless. If you continue this painful path and do not develop a solid sense of self, you will continually draw others with similar emptiness and pain into your intimate life. People can only grant us more of ourself, which means the energy of our emptiness and need to gain love and approval from the outside is going to stop people wanting to connect to us fully and or it sets up a dynamic whereby we will tolerate abuse and mistreatment from the people who do want to connect to us. As a result of our fears of abandonment and rejection, we try to model ourselves by navigating everything which is going on for another person. By doing this, we lose touch. We lose essential power and truth within ourselves. We then experience more pain and fear and we end up co-creating in these painful dynamics our biggest fears, more abandonment and rejection. Where did we go wrong? The truth is, we started from a place of not knowing or being our own source of fulfillment. By entering into a mesh relationship of trading external energy, which is, I want you to take away my emptiness, unworthiness and pain for me, we lose even more pieces of ourselves. These relationships do not enhance the participants. They strip energy away. The power struggle of trying to make another person responsible for the way we feel becomes more and more pronounced from both sides. Healthy relationships share and grow energy from a place of self-fulfillment, joy, and authenticity, from being real. Unhealthy relationships take and strip energy through force, pain, helplessness, and manipulation. So today... Finally, we're going to get on the track to say no more to codependency. Together, we are going to commit this week on rewriting our script and shifting from codependency to independency, which is vital before we can do healthy interdependency with other people. So I'm going to help you become a solid source to yourself So let's have a look at Exercise 1. Exercise 1 is all about awareness. It's about what areas of your life are you codependent. This exercise is so powerful and it's incredibly revealing. When I first started a few years ago working on my codependency issues, I ticked virtually every point on this list. I was shocked at how codependent I was. I'd always thought that because I was intelligent, capable and confident and I could make my life work, my outer life, that I couldn't be codependent. And until this point in my life, I actually thought codependents were flimsy people, people that couldn't make their life work. Often this is so far from the truth and the exact opposite applies. Like myself, many intelligent and capable people can have high levels of codependent behavior which you're going to see for yourself i know that if you too approach this exercise with great self-honesty with humility and self-openness which is essential to heal and change your life you're going to gain huge insight into why your life has been painful why it isn't working out the way you want it to And you're actually going to be able to start doing something about it. Because the wonderful thing is that by understanding what we are doing that isn't serving us, we can do something to turn it all around. So I want you to embrace this exercise wholeheartedly. It's going to be so worth it if you do. So what you're going to be doing is you're going to be going through the following list and I'm going to speak the list out. And as I said, it will be in your email, it will be in the blog, and you'll have it right in front of you, which is going to be great. Now, when you go through this list, you need to be really honest, really honest. Because if you skip over, brush over, deny, um, resist the truth about yourself, well, then you're just going to keep playing it out, and it's going to keep hurting you. So that just doesn't serve you. So a yes is applicable, even if there's only one person or a certain time in your life that you actually play this out. You know what happens to all of us is we draw the people into our intimate experiences. They may be family members, our children, love partners. They're going to hit our triggers. And that's perfect. That's ingenious because what that is doing is our soul is co-creating this experience so that we can have our wounds become conscious, so that we can actually heal them and transform them. So it's always applicable. that You're going to have somebody in your life that hits your triggers, where you're going to play out powerlessness and codependency with. So there's 22 points on this list, and they're quite amazing. So the first one is, do you spend a lot of time worrying about what other people think about you? That's number one. Do you try to impress other people and make them happy so that you can be happy? Do you often analyze other people's lives? Do you get distressed by bad things that happen which are out of your control? Do you say and do what you think other people want you to say and do? Do you try to control other people's behaviour so that you can feel okay? When an interaction with someone goes wrong, do you spend time analysing their actions, what they said and what they might be feeling and thinking? Do you find it difficult to speak up and confront an issue when you feel uncomfortable? Do you blame other people for the way you feel? Do other people's moods bring your own mood down? I love this one. It's very cute. Do you immediately think of someone else who needs this information more than what you do? I think that's gorgeous. Do you seek and listen to other people's opinions rather than seeking and listening to your own? Do you obsess over saying the wrong thing or hurting someone else's feelings? This next one applies to everybody who's been through narcissistic abuse. Do you hang on to people and situations, even when it hurts, hoping they will change into something better? Do you often feel selfish, guilty, or what a waste of time when you are doing something nice for yourself? Do you often say yes when you really want to say no? Do you struggle to listen to your own feelings and go along with other people's feelings? Do you give a lot of yourself to other people even if they don't ask and then get upset when they don't do the same in return? Do you try to fix or change other people to be who you want them to be? Do you try and help or fix others who don't take responsibility for themselves? Do you tend to put everybody else's needs before your own? Do you avoid taking charge of your own life and or creating your own happiness in the hope that someone will provide it for you? Okay, so there are the 22 questions. Now, until you really understand codependency, and through this lesson you're going to understand a lot more about it, we might think that that's all just part of being a normal human being. And in many ways it is, but the human experience is very painful because it's an external power-based system. It's not an internal-based system. So when you've gone through this list, and it'll be coming out today, it's really important as always not to judge yourself and feel bad that you are codependent. We were all programmed to be this way. In fact, codependency is the normal human condition. And that's why the normal human condition is so painful. Without self-awareness and working on yourself, it would be virtually impossible for you to not be codependent. We were all taught to look to the outside and we were all told it was selfish not to. Was it usual for any of us to have role models who encouraged self-love and how to become a solid and whole emotional source to ourselves, I think we know the answer to that is a resounding no. We've all come from very, very codependent forebears. The truth is breaking free from codependency, as you will learn, has nothing to do with self-absorption. It is to do with self-awareness which is essential in order to accept, know and relate to yourself healthily and then to be able to accept, know and relate to other people healthily and in real and in win-win ways. In fact, the most self-absorbed people have a very poorly defined sense of self and that's why they relate to others, not defining that person's self. That's where you have the lack of reverence and empathy and the ability to be able to connect in real and healthy ways. It all starts from a very poorly defined sense of self. And as we know, that actually is the narcissistic model. So without self-awareness and without becoming a solid source to yourself, You are not bringing a healthy or real person as yourself to any interaction. Working on releasing your codependent tendencies is not only the most loving thing you can do for yourself, it also creates a much healthier truth for everyone in your life and a greater and a deeper connection with every person you interact with. It creates relationships and connections based on realness. It's so important to not judge your results if you have many of these points ticked. As I said, when I started my journey of working out of codependency, I ticked nearly everything. Be really glad. And I didn't judge it. I was at that point of total self-ownership. I wanted to heal. So like I was, be really glad that you can identify where you are acting out codependently so that you're going to be able to focus on healing yourself and healing these interactions. So I so want you to embrace your answers with openness and fascination, self-love, humility, and the intention to heal and set yourself free. Because boy, is your life going to change when you start releasing this stuff. So that's exercise one, and I know it's going to be really, really eye-opening for you. Okay, so exercise two is about releasing codependency. It's about tapping into your emotions. And this exercise is the essential next step. It's one thing to know where you are playing out codependency, but it is only through understanding why you do what you do that you're going to be able to truly change your behavior. How can we change our behavior? The only real answer is change your beliefs. How do we change our beliefs? By going to our original wounds which set up these painful beliefs in the first place and by making what was once unconscious, now conscious. So what that means is, is when we have those internal emotional wounds that are deep within our inner identity, they actually create our behavior. Now, unless we address those, our behavior is not going to change. And once we actually dig out those wounds and we face them and we start releasing them, that's when they start losing their grip over us. And that's when we can make the changes. So in order to do exercise two, it's about going back to your codependent checklist and feeling into each point that you answered as a yes. Now, what you need to do is you need to focus on that point and feel into it because your emotions is your gateway to your truth, your infinite intelligence. And your emotions, if you be with them and you listen to them, are always going to start leading you to your truth and your answers. That's how we become our own healer. So when you feel into these points, what hurts the most? What gives you the biggest charge? Which of these points causes the most pain in your life? Because that's actually going to be telling you where am I the most powerless? That's what pain's about. So I want you to go down your list and you're going to rate every point you ticked on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 means I barely feel any pain on this. And 10 means, I'm in agony about this. This is really big for me. So what you're going to do is you're going to rewrite your list from the most to least painful. Now, starting with the most painful of your codependent behaviors, you're got to ask yourself, why do I do this? Why am I powerless here? Why am I handing my power over? And really feel into the pain when you ask yourself this question. And do that without judgment, do it just with being open and supportive and loving to yourself. Be with yourself. If you're in a child saying, mom or dad, this is what really hurts me. This is why I'm doing this. And be that supportive, big self-parent to yourself, which is supportive, loving and listening. So go into this pain without fear and without self-judgment and without disowning these unhealed parts. You need to be with them and support them. And your infinite inner wisdom is going to start granting you the answers. You may have childhood memories come up regarding how your parents responded to you or how your parents behaved themselves, how you viewed this maybe a painful relationship has caused you to create adaptive behavior that isn't serving you now. But be very, very aware that the adult painful relationships that you're having, they are actually replaying original wounds 99 times out of 100. So it's really going to be through your parents that you're going to find this gateway. So a simplified example is this one. So let's say for the point, I find it difficult to speak up and confront an issue when I feel uncomfortable. So something like this might come up for you when you feel it, you feel it painful, you feel powerless in that moment. And when you ask yourself, why do I do this? Why? And what would come up might be something like this. I can see in my imagination now, my father yelling at me. And sometimes he hit me when I had an opinion that was different to his. I also remember being told I was stupid or selfish if I didn't agree with what my parents told me to do. I was taught that my opinion was irrelevant and it was worthless. Now what you're going to ask yourself is, is what is my fear in regard to why I behave like this? All of our powerlessness is coming from fear. We need to get to the fear. We need to start dissolving it and bringing it up to the light. We need to get it from our unconscious into our conscious. So your response may be something like this. I fear being punished. I fear the pain of being told I'm stupid and selfish. I'm scared of people rejecting me, abandoning me and hurting me if I speak up. Now that you have the awareness of what areas of your life are codependent and the spheres associated with them, you're going to be able to rewrite a script. You've got to your reasons. Your reasons are always your belief systems. Without knowing the reasons of why you do something and getting to your belief systems, you cannot change behaviors or patterns. This is where we need to go. So what you're going to do is you're going to do that to every... It's a bit of work. This is a bit of work, but, oh, my goodness, the results are just going to be so good in your life. I can't tell you that enough. So I want you to do that with every single point that you said yes to, and you start with the ones that give you the, much, the most pain, the ones that have played out in your life powerfully and painfully. i going to go to those. So before we get into the reframing, which is exercise three, I'm going to take you through seven independency mantras, because these are going to be really important to start living your life by. This is going to be something that you can print out, type out, have it in your journal. It's going to be something that I want you to really start infusing through your life and your awareness so that you can really start claiming your true authentic personal power, your authentic power. So the first of the independency mantras is I am my own source of validation. This is key. This is foundational. It's essential to understand no one is going to grant you the approval that you need to grant to yourself. If you judge yourself harshly, Others will also. So this means rather than being your own worst enemy, rather than being your persecutor, you need to become much friendlier to yourself. You need to speak to yourself in ways that are self-approving, encouraging and loving. Close intimates in your life can only ultimately see you and experience you as you see and experience yourself. This is so important People that are very, very harsh with their own self-judgment and their own self-persecution, those people have very, very disowned parts. And then what happens is they are going to be very judgmental and very persecuting to others. And they're going to draw people that are close enough to see them. They're going to draw exactly the same energy back. So it's lose-lose all the way. So important to start loving, supporting, encouraging yourself and speak and be to yourself the way you want to receive that from life and others and the way you want to be to life and others. That's point number one and that is absolutely key. Without that, nothing great on an emotional, solid level is going to happen in your life. Okay, so number two, it's no one's job to give me my fulfillment but my own. This is huge as well. If you believe your life can only be fulfilled with a love partner, as an example, then you are waiting for someone else to grant you yourself, which is impossible and will only create enmeshment, external power seeking and ultimately more disappointment and emptiness. Your total mission is to create your life, build joy in your life, Look after yourself in the ways you would like to live and provide yourself with fulfillment and happiness. It's no one else's job. Now, for people that are single, and I know that a lot of the listenership and a lot of subscribers are single, this is huge. I personally am single again. And this has been a fantastic thing in my life to reconnect to It's about eating healthy. It's about going for walks on the beach. It's about doing yoga. It's about catching up for friends to go and see movies. It's about creating that absolute fulfillment, happiness and joy in my own life rather than thinking or believing I'm not going to have that until I get a partner. Now, that's where so many people can go wrong. And if you are actually waiting for somebody to give you your life, well then what's going to happen is you are going to get into an external power-based seeking relationship. You're also going to draw somebody else who's not a solid source to themselves, who is going to have high expectations and want you to provide them with themselves. And then you're going to have the power struggles and the breakdowns and absolutely more emptiness and lack of fulfillment. Because the thing is, nobody can make you happy or fulfilled. You and the other person can only ever share fullness and happiness. And that's what a healthy relationship looks like. So it is so important to make yourself happy and fulfilled and be living the life you want to live. Then you're going to share it healthily with somebody. Okay, so number three... It's not my responsibility to fix others. Breaking free of codependency is the understanding that everyone's journey is their journey regardless of what it looks like and regardless if you don't agree with it. If we attempt to fix other people, this is generally born from the fear that our life will not be comfortable, safe or healthy unless we change what this other person is or isn't doing. Or we may, from an empty sense of self, believe that if we rescue somebody, they will be bonded to us. They will be dependent on us. They will have to love us. That's a recipe for disaster as well. Trying to fix other people never works. If they are not willing to take responsibility for themselves by us trying to take responsibility for them, all we do is set ourselves up to have their unhealed parts projected onto us. Releasing codependency is about living the model of unconditional love to yourself and others. It means allowing others to be who they choose to be and loving ourselves enough to be the director and a creator of our own life. And if their reality doesn't match our reality, well then we can let go and allow them to be and we can create a life that is more of the fulfillment and the truth of ourselves. Number four is one of the four agreements. The book, The Four Agreements, is a great book, and it's about don't take things personally. Now, of course, if we are humble, constructive and even accurate criticism can be helpful in our life. However, there are times in our life when other people's comments, expectations, and assessments of us can feel uncomfortable and even abusive, especially if it is a clear projection of somebody else's unhealed parts onto us and our whole body and emotions is going to tell us that it's abusive. It is very important to understand that other people's opinions and actions are a projection of their own reality. Now, this reality does not need to be your reality unless you choose to accept it. So it doesn't have to be your stuff. Number five is my needs are my number one priority. Now, wow, this is going to challenge a lot of people out there because this may sound selfish. But if you examine it closer, you will see that it is actually the complete opposite. I want you to think about this. In an airplane, you're instructed that in times of emergency, you must put your oxygen mask on first and then assist others with their mask. There's a really good reason for this. And the reason is you cannot influence others in a positive or solid way unless you are well yourself. If you're not healthy and well within yourself, then your capacity to share energy or help others diminishes significantly. To be able to Be fully experience the joy of serving others in healthy, win-win ways, you must always ensure your emotional and physical well-being is catered to first. There are a lot of people that put others first instead of themselves, but that's about giving to get. It's about expectations. It's about getting that person to fill them up rather than giving from a space at being full, which is shared energy without expectations, which ironically but not, when you understand energetic law, means that that person has a free, clean space to actually grant you energy back. Okay, so that was number five. So number six, be solid within yourself rather than trying to work out what everyone else wants you to be. This is very important. If your energy and focus is placed outside of yourself, you will always be ascertaining other people and then adapting yourself into who you think they want you to be. As soon as your power is away from your center and it's focused on what others are or aren't doing and how they are or aren't responding to you, you're going to be anxious. You've lost the essential connection to your own power center and your own emotional mastery. You're not in your body and you're not in your true emotional resonance. By analysing others and not being in your own emotional mastery and resonance and comfortable space, this is going to create an uncomfortable energy exchange where not only you but others feel uneasy, they feel scrutinised, they feel put off and they're going to start pulling away from you Or they will feel that they just can't easily, warmly connect you or trust you. It's important to stop doing this and simply focus on being the best, healthiest and most comfortable with yourself that you can be. Then you and others will flow, relate and connect so much easier. Because your energy will be comfortable, authentic, solid, easy and attractive to be around. You're going to be operating from an energy of love and comfort rather than fear and disease. Number seven, the only thing I can control is myself. You are your center of influence. The truth is you don't have any control over anything outside of your own thoughts, emotions and behaviors. So you actually don't have any control over anything that's not you. So this means that everything you try to control other than yourself is ultimately uncontrollable. When you have a problem in your life, seek to control your own emotions, thoughts and behaviors and let go of anything outside of your control. Do what you can do and surrender the rest. This is going to reduce a lot of frustration and wasted effort in your life and a lot of anxiety and a lot of emotional pain. It makes life so much easier. So I suggest that you print out these mantras and have them somewhere where you can refer to them often. Make the intention to adopt these truths as a way of life and you will know you really do deserve to break free of painful codependency tendencies And empower yourself, which means that I'm full, I'm solid, I'm healthy in my own skin. That's what empowerment's about. It means being free of pain. You are not healing just for yourself. You're healing to influence life and others in much more fulfilling and healthier ways. So exercise three is called rewriting the script. So after you've worked through all of that, it's time to consciously form, formulate a new and more empowered way of living. Establishing new habits isn't always easy. And that's why exercise two, sorry, that's why this exercise is dedicated to practically formulating how you're going to instill your new independent way of living. Once you have a clear plan of how you're going to change it's going to make it much easier for you to bring these changes into reality now that's what was so important about question two it was about really understanding the reasons and why you do what you do and what the fear is behind it you've already started loosening it up you've got a low awareness on it now and that puts you in the driver's seat to be able to reframe it to be able to formulate a new way of being and that's the thing we fear. Once we face it without judgment, we dissolve its power over us. We start taking back our power. Now, we know that when we're making changes, they force us outside of our comfort zone. It may be really scary at first, but I know you can do it. The interesting thing about comfort zones, they're actually not comfortable. The things that we're stuck in as comfort zones, they're actually very uncomfortable. So it's really nice to be able to move out of our comfort zones and move into a new comfort zone that actually is healthy, that doesn't give us anxiety and pain. It's something that's really great to strive for. So in order to reframe and rewrite your script, once again, you're going to refer to the questions you answered yes to in question one. And I want you to refer to the independency mantras, those seven mantras. And for each point you answered yes to, I want you to write in detail how you're going to emotionally and practically turn it around for yourself and begin acting from your own solid sense of self. Now, if you really are going to do this thoroughly, you're going to write at least half a page on each one, especially the ones that are big for you. So let's have a look at an example. This is one that many people do. I often say yes, even when I really want to say no. So this is rewriting a script as an example. When asked to do something for someone, I will check in with myself, listen to my emotions and my level of comfort. I know there is no value in assisting others to the detriment of myself. That would be like putting their oxygen mask on before you put yours on. If I do have the time and resources to assist and the request is reasonable, I will assist. My emotional navigation will allow me to know if this is the case. If my emotional inner truth feels wrong, I know I'll be depleting myself to say yes. Or if I did say yes, Or if I did say yes, my motives are actually about approval from this person and self-sacrificing myself in order to do this. I also know that if I say yes while feeling umbrage, I set up unhealthy energy exchanges where I will feel let down if this person does not put themselves out for me in the future or does not reciprocate my self-sacrificial behavior. As such, I'm going to begin honoring myself and my resources and no longer engage in self-sacrificing behaviour in order to try to win love and approval or to avoid rejection or abandonment. I no, I am becoming my own source of approval and I'm no longer going to sabotage my own solidness with myself by approval seeking and going against my truth. If this person does not approve of me because I have not said yes, that's fine. I'm more than enough for myself. I'll be direct, not justifying, and I will not make excuses for my answer. I'll be calm and clear without feeling guilty. If another time could work better for me, I can say I'd love to help, but I have other commitments now. Can I help another time? If I simply am not comfortable with the request, I will say no, I really am not comfortable with that. By being a solid sense of self, I know that people will honor my honesty and my boundary, and if they don't, then these are not the people I wish to have in my life. If people do not respect my boundary, I will say no and choose to honor myself anyway. I don't have to make them agree or get me. It's important that I get myself. So that's what you're going to do for each of your points in exercise three. You're going to reframe them. And then when you've reframed them, you're starting to set up a system of awareness and where your heart and your mind goes is where you're going to go. And it's going to be really important for you that when these times come up in your life, maybe you're going to have to create a gap. Maybe you're going to have to say, I'll come back to you. Or you take a little break and you go and have a look at your reframes and you come back and you bite the bullet and you start doing them because the action ultimately is going to be what changes your patterns, your neuro pathways, and it's going to set up new systems and behaviors for yourself. And then they are going to become a, a way of life. And you will not, you will just be amazed at how much your life is going to change when you start dissolving these codependent tendencies. So the progress questions for this week are going to be, now, they are going to be exercise one. Okay, this is about being honest and I want you to expose on the blog. (laughs) I did, I remember when uh, I started working through these things and I actually took, uh, when I used to have classes at home and I was working through self-empowerment. I exposed my score to the group. This is what I got when I first did this. Okay, so I want you to expose how many points out of 22 did you answer yes to? And you're going to find that so healing to be able to be honest about it. After performing this exercise, have you realized how codependency has been a big issue in your life? What was the biggest codependent area for you personally? That's going to be really interesting when people start sharing that. Exercise two, when you tapped into your codependent areas, which are the times when you aren't in your emotional truth or your personal power, did you discover the reasons why you aren't? What realizations has it granted you? How do you feel about this now? They're the questions for exercise two. Exercise three, How do you feel about reframing these times when you know you aren't being authentic? Do you feel like you can apply yourself to changing these codependent patterns? Can you feel the difference that this is going to make to outcomes in your life? So they're your progress questions. Now I know you're going to, I really hope and I know that you're going to enjoy these exercises and get a lot of benefit from them. I know this is a lot of work on self and it's going to take up time and effort. Please know if we don't go within, we go without. We bumble around in life, we work off the old painful belief systems and we go around in circles doing the same pain and the same results. How much time do we waste in life doing this? Years, decades, lifetimes? This is why work on yourself is such an incredible and worthwhile investment and worth donating much time and effort to absolutely because the payoff is going to be being released from the pain, experiencing freedom, happiness, fulfillment, real love and all the good stuff. So after you complete this week's exercise, please post your progress questions which will be below the blog, so that you can be eligible for the draw to win my brand new Corner Freedom Empowered course. So that's it for me. I'm loving this 30 days, and I hope you are too. It's just so good to be doing this. And I'm going to be talking to you next week with week three. Bye-bye, everybody. Lots of love and good luck with your questions. Bye.